Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This week's episode of Book Cheat is brought to you by Audible. Visit audible.com slash bookcheat or text bookcheat to 500-500. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicke and on each episode of this show we look... One of the classics. And joining me to look at such classics this week, it's Cass Page and Joel Zamet. G'day, g'day. Woo! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello! How are we doing? I'm all right, you Cass. Oh, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite part about reading is knowing. I don't like the voids bit, so this, uh, what an experience for me. Mm. I like cutting out that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the reading yeah, yeah. part. That's yeah. the faff. If I had to describe the reading experience and... You know, describe what the faff was or the chaff to cut mm-hmm. the cut. To, if if there were chaff to be cut, it would be the the process. Yeah, opening um, my eyes and listening if it's an audiobook. No, thank you. I yeah. want someone to tell me about them. Um, a lot of people talk about um, trusting the process or that the journey is the the reward. I would say that the outcome is the reward. Much oh, yeah. like finding a treasure. So mm. absolutely adore that the, the faff and the chaff is cut for us. We go straight and to the destination. And we get that delicious, juicy, juicy knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm, the words. Yeah, 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 yeah. Calling this podcast a treasure in a way, and I appreciate that. <laughs> this week, I've decided to do something a little bit different on the show. Okay. It's called Book Cheat. We usually go through books. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's plays. But do you know there's a third medium out there I only just discovered? Go on. A brand new thing called poetry. (gasps) Oh. (laughs) Rhyming. And sometimes not. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And sometimes later rhymes. Oh. I don't rhyme for now. Until you learn the fourth, which is song lyrics. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, song lyrics. They're just a thing. Words for music? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Well, okay, next week. music, her boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> so I've gone with poetry. Um, one of the reasons is I went to a wedding last week and there was a poetry reading, I must oh, say. I sweet. can't remember what it was, but they read a poem and I had no idea what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm going to look into this poetry thing. Do you think Do you think the person saying it knew? No. No. Because some, some, okay, people write poems. And I'm excited to look at poems and poetry analysis because from what I remember of doing poetry analysis, you, at least when you're starting out, it's, you have to be told all of the context, all of the history, what they mean. And it's pretty much you get given a thing and then get told all the secrets of that thing. So it's, and then you can, you know, if you go on further from that, then you can start interpreting yourself and all the other things. Definitely on a base level. Mm. But yeah, base level, it's. Here is words, here is 20 pages about what those words could mean. 
Um, there seemed to be a lot of speculation. It's a yeah. lot of speculation. And I have seen a lot of sort of – I've seen that reflected because I only ever saw it in high school. Mm-hmm. It was the only time we ever had to do any of it. And it's, you know, kind of fun to look into it or whatever. But people do it now – with celebrities and song lyrics, which I didn't realise, but, like, Gen Z will look into things and essentially do poetry analysis on song lyrics, which it makes sense. But then you look into it and they're like, this particular event affected this person's life in this day. And it's like, oh, you're looking at historical context. You're looking at um, all these other clues as to what it could mean. You're, like, drawing from previous works and people having themes that move throughout. So I think poetry analysis is really cool and fun because once you've got all those basic blocks and building blocks of it, Initially, it just seems a bit, like, dry and, like, nothing is happening and you think you're learning about one thing and then you have to learn about the entire backlog of thing. But everyone seems to be having so much fun with it. Mm. I don't partake. But it looks fun, you know? <laughs> have you ever heard a song from, a like, a lyricist mm. that you know un petite about and then you're like, oh, hang on, I think I know what they're referring to. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's that kind of thing when people tell you, like, oh, this song's about blah, 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 blah. And you're like, that's fascinating. But hopefully they're not doing it in a condescending way because it can come across as very pretentious. Yeah. But no, I, it just looks like people are having fun. I just frequently right. just hear lyrics. Same. And then years later hear and go, oh, <laughs> well, that makes much more sense. Yeah. But I guess that's harder to do with poetry. Um because you get to read it from the page. That's true. Mm. But maybe I was mishearing at this wedding. That could have definitely happened. 100%. But, uh, Samadhi, you got much of a poetic background. Uh, yes. I, I, I'm actually a published poet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> it was in high school. I'll, I'll have that as a caveat. Still. Uh, but, um, no, yeah, I, I won an, uh, two awards, actually. Oh, my God, which award? I genuinely don't remember. Was it the... Because I was commended for a poetry book I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't... I'm in the... I forgot. It was like the Writers... National Writers Guild or the Australian Writers Guild or something. And my teacher... We had to write a poetry anthology as a story for high school. And my teacher nominated me and I didn't know. And then I got commended for the award. I didn't win. Another girl in my class won, which, like, you know, she must have been chuffed. Like, two students from her poetry class. Um, Oh, my God. Say more. Uh, Yeah, I got uh, got published twice in the same kind of year. Um, Do you know what it was in? I generally don't remember. I'm sure... Cleaning out some stuff, I've probably got a copy of that somewhere. Do you know what it's about? Uh, I don't. I, I'm trying to wreck re- re- my brain. I know one of them was maybe about killing my parents. Don't look into it. And another <laughs> one. <laughs> and I generally forget what the other one was about. Um, but yeah, no, they they they. Uh, well, yeah, one, I believe you when you say you uh, don't remember what it was yeah, about. Because yeah, usually yeah. people say, "Oh, I don't remember," but the one you do remember is about killing your parents. So you're yeah, very yeah, open yeah, about yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So it, I reckon- it was about being like like uh, like a puppet mastery type thing and being controlled and trying to cut your own strings. And ah. then take revenge on the puppet master. That, that was the, basically the um, that one. Uh, and then I generally forget what the other one was, uh, which is a bit disappointing. <laughs> but no, I won a couple of awards. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah, thank you, thank congrats. You. See if you can uh, dig them up. I will. Uh, they'd be so embarrassed. Like, I, I don't know if I would ever want to read them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yes, I Ooh. do. <laughs> but the, the fact that I've accidentally booked two... Poetic greats. Thank you so much for joining oh my me. God. My greatest achievement with my poem is uh, like a year or two later, because our school every year they posted a, um, they, sorry, printed an anthology of writing works from all mm-hmm. the students. And 
I didn't always submit stuff to it, but my teachers put it in, which was really embarrassing when it was just something mm. I wrote written for an assignment because I had to, and then it turns out it was about someone at the school. And then I just... <gasps> anyway, um, so one of them got published in it, and then like a year or two later, a girl I did another class with was like, "Oh my god, you wrote this poem!" Like, yeah, she's like, "I read that when I need to cry," <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> That's it was so my nice. greatest. Mine was about killing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you also or trying yeah, didn't yeah, work. Yeah. It was about the aftermath. Math and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so deep, so I, deep. One of the poems was called The Smallest Room in the House and it was obviously really poetic, but it was about hiding out in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, being a teenage angsty boy was, ah, I miss it sometimes, you oh, know? Oh, God. <sighs> it's good. Sometimes I'll, like, latch on to lyricists who, like, something I really like about art and poetry is that we all have a range of... Well, Everyone has feelings Mm -hmm. and we all want to be understood, understand other people, mostly just like be understood because the things that are happening to us, if they're feelings, they're really insular. So you don't have a way to properly convey them to another person. And I feel like when you make art, sometimes what you can do is just cast a really wide net and show the absolute breadth of everything you're feeling. And then because it's so wide, your audience can sort of look at the scope and then pick one thing and say, no, that's me, I relate to that. And it's really nice. I think it's a really beautiful way to connect. And I, it's something I really like about art is just you just cast this big net and someone grabs a little piece and then we're all you all can finally feel united and understood and, like, mm. other people, yeah. you know, are feeling what you're feeling. So I really love when people are very overdramatic in their songs and poems. Okay. <laughs> when they're just a bit of a sook, I'm like, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, this song, I just, this is about me. This is one's about Oh, me. my God. They a song about me. They haven't even met me. <laughs> I know. You're like, I could have written this. I could have written. I this could is have how I am this. Yeah. And you find out it's about their like heroin addiction. You're like, wow, well, I it's, misinterpreted that oh, completely. Oh, God. always that. I found my favorite band, when, oh, probably one of my favorite bands, the, um, I was really connected with the song lyrics and the guy was like middle-aged, divorced, used to talk about like trying to overcome addiction and I'm like 18, like, fuck, he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, just so just. <laughs> Thanks for that wide net, man. <laughs> I'm hanging on to the thread. <laughs> well, my art, I just literally throw a big net at people. Mm. I, I trap good. them. Yeah, no, it's good. That's good because they can see out of it, but they can also see they're trapped. That's yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Duality of man. <laughs> It's very deep. And then I poke them with a stick so they feel oh. something. Exactly. Art is sometimes pain. It's a good message to get across. <laughs> Well, we're going back uh, probably a little bit further than your time, your heyday as poets. That's fair. We're going back to the 1800s this week. Ah, we would have just been weans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you influenced these three writers. Uh, I've picked three poems from the 1800s, all quite different in style and from authors from uh, different parts of the world. Our first one is uh, from 1804. Which is the oldest one we'll do today. And uh, it is I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud by William Wordsworth. Shut up. Fake name. I, I mean, no. <laughs> if you're going to come along and change the game, you may as well have a name like that. It's a stage name, right? A pen name. Stage name. Stage name for paper. Stage name for paper. just... Well, he just his proper name. Well, what were his words worth? Do we have a figure on that? Actually, I'm gonna have a look. You can look up William Wordsworth's net worth. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> net Wordsworth. <laughs> what a great name! It is a great name. Um, 
So it's uh, first published in 1804. He's an English poet, and uh, he's one of the most famous romantic poets. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a name like that, fantastic. You'd have to be. Okay, so if you Google William Wordsworth Networth, mm-hmm. you know how Google um, will just give you like a little summary paragraph? Love it. Mm-hmm. Love that little that number. Love that. So I'm just going to give that to that you. Out. Thank you. William Wordsworth Networth or Net Income. <laughs> <laughs> Is estimated to be between one to five million dollars. He has made such amount of wealth from his primary career as poet. <laughs> What's he moonlighting at? I think this is. I think they've tried to make sentences out of a graph. Or, or that one to five million. He's doing well. Yeah. In death. But that is. Is that is him? Is that his? Is, is that in him money, is that his him money? or us money? <laughs> is that like their estate is now currently worth one to five mil, or is it that's what they were earning back in their heyday at the top of the game? You're right. Let's click on the BuzzLearn website and find out more. <laughs> 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 well, they've got his death in here, so they know. Oh, his zodiac signs in here. Oh, what is he? His sun sign is Aries, and his birth flowers are Daisy and Sweet Pea. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. His opposite sign is a Libra. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Height, weight, and physical stats. We've got a big, long list of NA. They don't have a measurement for bust waist hip. They don't have hair color or shoe size. Bald. They don't have hair color? (laughs) Eye color, weight, and height. All gone. Um, Okay. Well, it's just bones now, right? (laughs) Well, they're even saying they don't know who his partner or kids were or his spouse or parents. Lost the time. But we know how much he's worth. Oh, hang on. Education, University of Cambridge. Well, there you go. College and school, M- N.A. Um, <laughs> annual salary, N.A. <laughs> Verification status of wealth, unverified. <laughs> I can't believe this didn't come up when I looked him up. <laughs> Dead or alive, question mark. <laughs> William Wordsworth was died on April 23, 1850 at age 80. And you 80. know that William's Wordsworth would have been upset by that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Quick facts. Here are some interesting facts about William Wordsworth. He was very close to his sister Dorothy, who was also a poet. I will say I have written out a uh, description of his life here. Oh, well, can I, can I quickly just hit the second and final quick fact? So just a, just a summary. He was very close to his sister Dorothy, who was also a poet. Fact number two, William Wordsworth is an English romantic poet. <laughs> Frequently asked questions, why is William Wordsworth famous? He is famous for being a successful poet. <laughs> he makes a million to five million a year. He's doing. That's pretty good. No poet these days is making that. <laughs> reference. Surely they've, wiki. they've swung to like, like song lyricists. Yeah. One, one of their references is newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur written word. He would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> the tags are seventeen seventy seventh of April. April Aries, England. <laughs> Imagine you're Googling Aries, being like, who are some famous people with my star sign, Aries, because that's all about me. <gasps> Wordsworth. That's who I'm going to emulate. I don't know any of the Aries um, stereotypes to no. um, uh, poke, poke fun, no, tragically. No, no, alas. But, um, so he wrote a poem about being lonely? Some kind or of Claire. a Claire. Wandering. Um <laughs> He was born in, uh, I love this, Cocker Mouth. 
1770. Oh, God. Wordsworth of Cockermouth. <laughs> and I'm afraid his childhood only gets worse from there. The UK just have a, they have a something, something, something about names. It's brilliant, know? isn't it? Oh, God, they I love just, the UK. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, if you've if you've already got it going, yeah. you'd I be look, like. Cock up on a hill. That's surely a place, right? Right? Yep. Uh, he was orphaned at the age of 13, and he oh. had a tough start to life and also a tough middle of life. <laughs> uh, tough life. <laughs> he studied the classics at Cambridge, as you said, but didn't really like it there, and then he just passed, so he moved to France. Where he wasn't... Um, Wait, was that the tough middle? He didn't like school? Didn't like school. Well, honestly, he had a tough 90% of his life. Oh, no. Okay. But he moved to France, and... Um, where he uh, had a child with a woman, but he wasn't able to see the child until she was nine because the revolution was going on and he got kicked out of oh. France. Oh, yeah. bum. But one thing he did find was his sister Dorothy, you mentioned, with whom he would be virtually inseparable for the rest of his life. They lived in Bristol and was there where he became friends with fellow poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge. And quoting from the mighty source Encyclopedia Britannica here, they formed a partnership that would change both poets' lives and alter the course of English poetry. God, I love friendship. Isn't that nice? That's so powerful. It's so nice. It's so sweet. I I love that for them. That's Hmm. made me joyous. And they even collabed uh, in 1798. They published Lyrical Ballads, a collection of poems, and this publication is often designated by scholars as a signal of the beginning of English romanticism. So they kicked off the whole thing. Well, I'm impressed. Yeah, good on them. Started a movement. And uh, romantic literature is described by German poet Friedrich Schlegel as literature depicting emotional matter in an imaginative form. Mm, feelings. <laughs> and these shorter poems published by Wordsworth and Coleridge were aimed at breaking their, pre- their prevalence and the order of neoclassical verse. So before this, it was all in verse. Okay. They changed but the this game. this is in verse. <laughs> but a, uh, this is a, a, a more relatable writing style. Okay. So I wondered Lonely as a Cloud, this was before that book or after? Because this does look like it's in verses. Uh, this, this is after that, but it's, it's, this was a different type of verse. So the preface to the second edition, written in 1800 of the Lyrical Ballads, contains Word, uh, Wordsworth's famous definition of poetry as the spontaneous overflow of powerful feelings and his theory that poetry should be written in the language that re- is really used by men. Okay. So Presumably so women as well. Yes. So it's writing like, you know, how common people write. Yes. Okay. So so that that was their big thing. And then also focus on stuff like solitary life, love and worship of nature, things like that. So here's... Casting a wide net. Well, (laughs) casting a wide net. But also, so his whole shtick, (laughs) calling someone, saying they have a shtick when they're revolutionised the field. (laughs) Um, But he wanted to make it accessible. Yeah, yeah. So anyone could read it and understand it. Good. I love that. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like now especially when we look at studying the classics we have a lot of that context removed. So it becomes you know the it's kind of sad like when people try and make things accessible and they're making things for everyday people and they're making something that is going to be widely accepted and I think that is part of the reason why it becomes so popular and then we have a lot of historical changes and obviously language changes so much over yes time. of course and suddenly it's not and it's then not it becomes inaccessible anymore. and it becomes something that you're only able to do if you have level like access to 
a privilege essentially with education and all these other things and it's just it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking that some like these things they're set out with the intention of getting to every person and then they can't well they did for a bit that's right yeah 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 but also, probably tragically, despite the fact that his poetry would alter the English language, it didn't go down that well at first. His use of common language and his poetry was controversial at the time, to say the least. Again, quoting from Britannica, Through all these years, Wordsworth was assailed by vicious and tireless critical attacks by contemptuous reviewers. No great poet has ever had to induce, endure worse. So he copped it more than anyone, according to Britannica. And it wasn't until the mid-1830s, 30 years after changing the game, that he started to get some respect. He finally took off in his 70s, and he was named Britain's Poet Laureate in 1843, a position he held until his death in 1850 at the age of 80. So part of me feels like some of the only reason he experienced success in his life is because he lived quite a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Often those people that die at 50, yeah. never knowing what's going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. how important they will be. But he's like, no, I'm sticking around until <laughs> you respect me. I mean, living a long time is successful. Living well is yeah. the best revenge. Just, well, true. <laughs> he's, he was getting the revenge on the other 90% of his yeah. life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And one of Wordsworth's most endearing and enduring poems is I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud, often referred to as Daffodils. This is one of England's most famous and most quintessential romantic poems. A simple poem, really, it relies on one memory. This poem was inspired by an event on April 15th, 1802, when Wordsworth and his sister Dorothy came across a long belt of daffodils in the Lake District where they lived. Yeah. Which um, one thing I'll observe from that is, uh, is he wandered lonely as a cloud, but he wasn't alone. He was with his sister Dorothy. Mm. Cop that, yeah. Dorothy. Once more, lying to his audience. <laughs> <laughs> or he's like, I was with her, but her conversation was really dull that yeah. day. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically being alone. Uh, there's also rumour that he, <laughs> which I love, <laughs> he originally wrote, I wandered lonely as a cow, but then his sister told him he should change it. Nah, look, you, sis, you cooked it. Cow was much better. Know, more, but more we, if, imagine he's like, I've written this poem about being so lonely. You know that trip we did together? I was lonely. Um, <laughs> and she read that, was like, well, I'm still supportive. Can you please not write cow? Because <laughs> it's not going to be good. And he's like, oh, you reckon? Yes, Bill, Jesus. <laughs> Where's I don't the know. people relate more to cows and clouds? I feel. <laughs> do you? Do you, Bill? Mm. Well, this wasn't. I wandered lonely with a cow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Maybe she read that and was like, "People are going to know you were with me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they stuff it up, could you at least please could we change it to cloud? We, oh my God, will. <laughs> So the uh, manuscript consists of three six-line stanzas, so it's quite short, using an A-B-A-B-C-C rhyming scheme. Mm -hmm. So the first line rhymes with the third line, the second with the fourth, and then the fifth and the sixth, they line up together. Mm -hmm. Ah. Like do-si-do, do-si-do, make them kiss. Yeah. Okay. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Uh, I got, make excessive. You know, honestly, <laughs> honestly I'll I've, be got, I've got a couple future. more poems uh, after this, obviously. So if you could try and apply yeah, some sort course. of moves to that as well, 
that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So I figure a way that um, with these shorter ones, what I could do is maybe I'll I'll have a go at reading it through, mm-hmm. and then maybe we can talk about it afterwards, and I'll maybe we'll read it ver- verse or stanza by stanza, and then we can pull it apart a bit. Sounds good. So wish me luck here. Good, good luck. luck. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so here we go. In the word of Wordsworth. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such a jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft, when on my couch I lie, in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Mm. Marvellous, marvellous. Beautiful, beautiful. That's nice. That is nice. It is quite nice, isn't it? Mm. It's like, God, everything's nice. And sometimes when I'm sitting on the couch, which we've all done. Yeah. He's really the people's poet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, how good are memories? <laughs> and he's not wrong. <laughs> but then also it's a, it's a bit like, how many things have you experienced if two years later you're like, oh, yeah, remember those flowers I saw? Pretty sick. That was nice. <laughs> so maybe I'll, I'll read it through again and then we can uh, we can talk about each, each bit. So um, it starts with, I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. It's so, very it's very nice, it's very sweet, it's very evocative. Kind of would have liked if Cloud was cow, now that I have yeah, yeah, sorry. Now put that in your mind. Yeah. Where's yeah, the cow? Yeah. Probably eating the daffodils. Yeah. Because so, I, I kind of like that, because then it would make more sense if, you know, oh, I was wandering lonely. I was like, oh my God, I know what a cow is. And a cow loved daffodils. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lonely as a cloud is very... You you think of someone drifting, yeah, and you think less of an intentional wandering. Meander. Yes, it's less of a meander and more allowing the world to take you where it pleases yeah. because you don't really have control of yourself. But cow, I know. I'm like, oh, you you're probably busy. But if he's lonely <laughs> as a cow, I'm like, okay, what are your jobs for that day? Eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably End just, of list. Yeah. So yeah, if, cow go where cow want. Yeah. Cow go where cow want. Yeah. So wandering lonely as a cow is more purposeful, but it still doesn't have an end result, you know? Yeah. Cloud is like you don't know where cloud will end up. Also, cow. I feel, uh, I don't know about this about cows, but I feel a daffodil would be like a cow's favourite food. <gasps> How tasty Absolute. would that be for a cow? Mm. Must be tasty, right? Oh. Yeah. So they, if it was a cow, it would be very much invocative of like, ah, oh, a host of golden daffodils being like, ah, oh, a delicious meal. Yeah, being like, oh, I don't have any thoughts. I'm simply a cow. Oh, <laughs> oh, yum. And then it's like I wandered happy as a cow mm. into a field of daffodils. Yeah. yeah but what he's saying there is I, I was wandering along through beautiful nature when I arrived in a large field of daffodil flowers. Then he continues, continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. 
So it's pretty much saying like, oh, my day was pretty nothing. Mm. And then I crossed a hill. Oh, he didn't cross a hill. He just all of a sudden he sees the most amount of flowers he has ever seen in his life. Mm. And these flowers look real. Pre- Have you ever stared at grass in the wind? Yeah. Oh, stunning. Yeah. So he's seen that, but it's flowers, which I could only imagine is better. I haven't had flowers. Daffodils. Yeah, beautiful yellow flowers. A cow's favourite. And he knows. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, he knows. (laughs) And then also a beautiful bay view as well, we can only Mm. imagine. Oh my God. Daffodils and the ocean. Yeah. That's a winning combo. Tick, tick. I do feel though, if we could like minimalise this, like make it more of a minimalistic poem, it would just be like, daffodils are sick. Oh, yeah. In summary. In summary, in yeah. conclusion, in conclusion, he's, worse, like, he's using a lot of like ten dollar words. <laughs> and uh, honestly, because he wanted it to be accessible to people, That's he'd true. he'd love it these yeah. days if, if yeah. you just, just broke like, it down. To daffodils are sick. I think this is lovely. Just being like, like just. It gives the vibe of someone racing home to tell their wife about a nice thing they saw. <laughs> Be like, babe, oh, my God, when I was out, there was this dog wearing a little hat. <laughs> what? Oh, my God, babe, the dog. I wish I could have shown you the dog. Can we go back to the cafe? I want to show you the dog. And like, just like later in bed, just being like, babe, that dog. <laughs> I wish you could have been there. That dog with the it's hat. Like, I think it's even more mundane than the dog with the hat. It's kind of like, babe, I was like sitting down and I looked over and it was a bit rainy and a bit of water was like coming down like a water, sp- like, you know, and then the, the gutters thing and it started dripping. And it was pretty fucking cool. Like, I just stared at that going. I was pretty <laughs> chuffed. It just dripped like a few times every moment. It was great. And I took a video of my iPhone, but yeah, it yeah, does yeah. not capture the nah, moment. Here it is. I, yeah, look, it's a bit shaky, and I, <laughs> there's my face. No, I, I thought it was, yeah, I was filming <laughs> me first. Yeah, I figured it out. There it is. See that? All right. All right. Let me just zoom. <laughs> uh, the poem continues. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such a jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. Oh, so now he's not lonely. Mm. He's got the daffodils. He specifies he's got company now. What is jocund? I had to look this word up, I will admit. (laughs) Is it Mm. like joyous? Uh, Yeah, cheerful and lighthearted. Very good. Yeah, so uh, a cheerful, lighthearted company. So the waves next to the daffodils are also beautiful and continuous, but their beauty could not compare to these flowers. Having said that, I looked at them but didn't fully appreciate what I was seeing at the time. Okay. That's what he's saying there. But then he brings it home. For oft when on my couch I lie, in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Oh, that's nice. It's lovely. That's like, hey, remember that sick time you saw daffodils and it was near an ocean? Yeah. That's, yeah. That was good. He just lies on the couch and sometimes it just comes into his mm. head and goes, yeah, that was a nice day. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I can see why the common folk liked him. I don't understand why people criticised him. That's lovely. I think as well this is overall encourages you to think just the structure of it makes you then go into the world and forces you to think of things as a future memory, mm. which can be a really useful way of uh, appreciating the moment, depending on, you know, yeah. if that works for you. It's like doing that, like, one second a day thing. It makes you think about what you will remember later and what you want to remember. So sometimes it makes you more present. Mm. It's really lovely. Uh-huh. Or maybe you seek out new things too. Yeah. Because mm. you're like, wait, 
what will I want to remember? That's right. I mean, I've done nothing today. That's do I want to remember that? Maybe I do. <laughs> maybe I want to remember the relaxation. Yeah. But also, maybe I want to remember some daffodils. Maybe. Oh, you will mm-hmm. now. Mm. You know, if you're zoning out. <laughs> yeah. Vacant or pensive mood, been there. Well, yeah, no, well, now I'm thinking about a 200-year-old memory that I d- don't even have. When I'm going to be on the couch, I'll be thinking about these daffodils that I haven't even seen. Huh. He put that in there. Yeah. Huh. He put that, that in my mind. Cool. He invented Inception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but, making me relive his memory. He'll oi. never die. <laughs> oh, this is what artists want. <laughs> to live forever. <laughs> so that's it. That's our first poem. Mm. Very good. Full entry there. So, yeah, Very commonly nice. known as daffodils, that one. Well, you it, can see that why. makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. say I wandered lonely as a cloud is really a different vibe to the poem. It's the one time. Yeah, but I feel like but maybe that line is, you know. Bait and switch. It's very invo- in- invocative. Yeah, a, rem- a memorable line. I feel like that's probably what put it on the map. Yeah, like daffodils is a kind of, it's a bit silly. I don't know if I'll take a po- like, you know a poem just entitled Daffodils as serious as I would if it was, you know, as I wanted as a mm. poet. But also, wanted lonely as a cow. Yeah, you'd like, definitely yeah, turn that, to that I would page. Remember, there that we would be go. Burned into my brain. You'd have that as a tattoo on your chest. I yeah, know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that poor cow. That was obviously that inspiration for old Bill there to be like, I want to write a poem about that cow, written out of uh, history. Gone. That cow. But daffodils back in. But that cow. No they live on. Yeah. Could have made that cow immortal, but he chose yeah, not to. He, he did. He did. Can't really name any immortal cows, can we? No. Minotaur? Maybe. Yeah. No. In a way. In a way. Cow-like. Yeah. 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 Oh. That's about it. Another, um, yeah, d- bull. Yeah. Bull. More what bull-like. What about uh, like milk or chocolate? The, the cows on that? I don't know if you guys have had that before. It's quite tasty. Oh, is milk it? and chocolate. I yeah, have. Do you rate it above Cadbury? Yes. Cookies and cream is my favourite yeah. of Do the range. Do you rate it above Lindt? Yes. Milk and chocolate is by my hands are like favourite chocolate. What about the Aldi brand? That's don't good. care. Milka. It's Milka <laughs> everything else. Where do you get Milka? Like, I don't know. Is that a German brand? I think so. I remember just having it as a, as, as a wee child. Maybe I'm, you know, looking at this as... This oh, is your as, daffodils. This is my daffodils. Yeah. But I remember... You the, lie like, on the, the couch and think, I remember Milka. The, I do. It's like those two beautiful cows. It's a beautiful, like, purple, but not a Cadbury purple. Mm, it's a lighter, lighter purple, it's yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah, I do. And I remember, like, if mum would be like, you want to go to the shops? I'd be like, a milker chocolate. And it was very tasty. If you've got a milker hookup, let us know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know what you'd... You want to try milker? I want to try milker. Yeah. 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 You got a P.O. box? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly not. Yeah. We, we do. Great. Yeah. Well, you want to... Wanna... Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's P- P.O. box 7127 Reservoir East. I think that's what that's it. Yeah. In Melbourne, Victoria, postcode 3073. Send us some bloody milk. Hell yeah. Send us some milk. Let me know if you get any because I'd love to. Oh, yeah, obviously. Obviously, milk treat. Yeah, three, three, three. Milk is going to be our daffodils. Three bars of milk. That's right. I'm salivating, thinking of milk. If it's not good, it is. What? That's so confident. I am a confident man. That's insane. You're so insanely confident about something you had as a child. No, I'm salivating. <laughs> um, we once had someone sent us uh, cream through the mail. <laughs> How was it when it arrived? Warm, but we ate it. 
No one got sick and it was yeah. delicious. Great. It was clotted cream yeah. from Tasmania, I believe. Yes. Um, delicious. It, oh, it was really good because people in the UK watched us uh, have scones and put the cream on top. And they were like, why, why are you doing that? And then we discussed it and we're like, okay, well, we figured it out. The reason is you have this special kind of clotted cream, which is a thicker consistency than the jam, but our jam is thickened in whipped cream mm-hmm. and whipped cream's not going to support the kind of jam we have because mm-hmm. it's whipped cream. They're like, you have to have clotted. And I'm like, how? You yeah. don't have that. And they sent it. And they were right. It was, it was quite tasty. I'm salivating again. The clotted cream's really good. I did actually see uh, my local Woolworths. Mm-hmm. Started, same brand of clotted cream. <gasps> that rules. Yeah. We should do scones. Oh, we should do scones. I like scones. Oh, we should do scones. We should do scones. I traditionally have put my jam on first. Yeah, but well, that's the thing. We have different cream here. But I, it's, it. it's purely a texture and consistency thing. <laughs> I don't think anyone's wrong. Well, okay. Well, we didn't invent it, so I guess we're wrong and we don't have the right cream. But we are doing the best with what we have. If you uh-huh. see someone in Australia put the cream on second, please know... We're doing the best with what we have. We're doing what we can. Exactly. Look, if we the, did it the other it, way, it would be fucked. Look, it the, would not be good. One, it's the one food thing the UK have over us. Let them have it. Oh, they, they, they have it. Have it's theirs. It's theirs. Oh, my God. Everything, We're not doing exactly. it properly. Yeah. We are doing the best yeah. with what we have. Exactly. True. Mm. Hi, everyone. Dave here just interrupting scone chat there to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Now, TV has been a saving grace for many of us lately. But I'm sure by now you feel like you've caught up on every single show imaginable. If you're tired of scrolling through the same movies or shows and miss the excitement of weekly releases and brand new binge fest, then you have to get Acorn TV. Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals you won't find anywhere else. On Acorn TV, there's always something new to discover. It has hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. And there's new releases every week, so you'll never have to worry about running out of content. Now, I'm a big fan of Acorn TV, and if you're interested in giving it a go, my suggestion would be, especially if you like Midsummer Murders, which I do, and it's also on Acorn TV. But if you like Midsummer Murders, and maybe you want to try something else, I would suggest Broken Wood Mysteries. It's basically Midsummer Murders' New Zealand sister. It's quirky, cosy, and a lot of fun, and I have been binging that on Acorn TV lately. A new season is streaming now. But if you want to stick with the classics, there is also 19 seasons of Midsummer Murders on there. Love that show. I'm a big fan of getting into bed, chucking the headphones on and putting on the Acorn TV app and just watching a mystery or two before I fall asleep each night. Nothing better. So if you're ready for a streaming service that offers new stories, new characters and breathtaking scenery every week, you too can do what I did and get Acorn TV. And you can try it for free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and then use my promo code, this is important, use the promo code BOOKCHEAT. That's A-C-O-R-N dot TV, acorn dot TV, with the code BOOKCHEAT to get your first 30 days for free. This episode of BOOKCHEAT is also brought to you by Audible. Audible, of course, being the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place, where you can find a large selection of audiobooks ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs. Languages, you got business, motivation, original entertainment from top celebrity creators and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. The way it works is if you're an Audible member like me, you get one credit every month good for any title in their premium selection. Stuff like bestsellers, the buzziest new releases, celebrity memoirs, all sorts of stuff. Those are yours to keep forever in your Audible library. 
but you also get access to their Plus catalog, filled with thousands and thousands of audiobooks, original entertainment, guided fitness and meditation stuff, sleep tracks for better rest, and podcasts. And I'm going to level with you guys. I'm having a real red-hot crack at reading out poetry on this episode, but I'm probably not the best person to read poetry to you. But Audible can help you out. Titles like The Poetry of William Wordsworth and The Complete Collection of Emily Dickinson's Poems are just a credit away right now. And there you will hear a professional actor or performer read the poetry to you in the way it should be read. Yes, it will make me look a bit worse by comparison, but honestly, I think it's probably the best way for you to hear this poetry read. And new members can always try Audible free for 30 days, and you can do that right now if you go to audible.com slash bookcheat or text bookcheat to 500-500. Go to audible.com, audible.com slash bookcheat, or you can text bookcheat to 500-500. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Next poem. Next poem. <laughs> Uh, the next one, we jump forward a little bit of time. This is 1863, Because I Could Not Stop for Death by Emily Ooh. Dickinson. I asked our Patreon supporters for suggestions of poems, and I'd like to thank Vicky Brun for this suggestion. Thank you, Vicky. Thanks, Vicky. Uh, Emily Dickinson is one of America's greatest and most well-known poets, although she does fit into the category of not finding fame in her lifetime. In fact, she was barely known at all. She was born in Massachusetts in 1830, and she died in the same place 55 years later in 1886. She was a prolific writer, penning almost 1,800 poems, but only 10 poems and a letter were published during her lifetime. Wow. So she not a great hit rate. A letter? That seems rude. If she had like 1,790 poems left... And they're like, no, this one was not meant for us. <laughs> Would it be bad if we posted it? Don't post it. Don't, Don't post it. Please. Oh, my God, I, I posted it. Uh-oh. Should we delete it? Oh, my God, it's too late. No, she can't get mad. Is she, oh, she's going to burn every paper. <laughs> she sets fire to the letterbox. <laughs> uh, Emily, stop. It's like a prank. <laughs> that was a letter I sent to you in private. Yeah, I know. Oh, was it? Oh, no. No, no, it's good. Don't be embarrassed. It's good. It's literally so good. They literally published it. You can't you can't be embarrassed. You can't I wish I had this. I wish I had this. Emily <laughs> Stop crying. Emily, stop. Oh my this god, you're good. so dramatic. You're such what a are you gonna write a poem? Queen. Emily, yeah? Emily. I've read your poems. They're real good. Well, tenor. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> the other seventeen hundred and ninety. They didn't do it for me. Well, when she died, her younger sister Lavinia found her poems and recognising their artistic worth, went on a mission to see them published. Oh, that's good. And oh, that's really man, nice. That's actually really nice because it, it would have cost nothing to be like, eh, in the bin. 
There is a there is a universe that is that that exists where she was just like eh whatever clearing out her dead sister's stuff being like I can't look at this yeah, it's all going in the she bin. literally found a cachet of handwritten like this mm-hmm. just scratched onto paper yeah 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 if you look at the writing uh, it's amazing she was able to read it at all wow uh, but she she got them published and what then after- she made them up. <laughs> And she's she like, was no, I, can't, I cannot publish my own poems. <gasps> but I found these ones from my system. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go, well, she's like, oh, I keep finding more of them. But they're like, wow, you know you've written about events that have happened since she died. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was actually pretty psychic. So wow. Like, it freaked Clever. us all out. She might have been a witch. That would sell well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first collection was published in 1890, only a few years after she died. Many of oh, I know it's, it's tragic. Many of uh, Emily Dickinson's poems deal with themes of death and immortality, and in a way, she lives on. She is yes. honestly one of the country's most famous poets. Exactly. It's like, like she that knew cow she would I die. Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we can see these themes in one of her most well-known works, "Because I Could Not Stop for Death." The poem features a female speaker telling the story of how she was visited by death, personified as a kindly gentleman, and taken for a ride in his carriage. Cool. So, so let us read it through. Yeah, we all want a cool, like, mysterious guy to, like, take Just us, take like, us for a ride, ride in his car or whatever. Oh, hot. How old was she when she wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how 1863. She was in her early 30s. 33. Right. So the dream doesn't die. Good. Good to know. <laughs> so this is the poem. <laughs> and again, the opening line is the title. Because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me. The carriage held, but just ourselves, an immortality. We slowly drove. He knew no haste, and I had put away my labour and my leisure too for his civility. We passed the school where children strove at recess in the ring. We passed the fields of gazing grain. We passed the setting sun. Or rather, he passed us. The dews drew quivering and chill. For only gossamer my gown, my tippet, only tulle. We passed before a house that seemed a swelling of the ground. The roof was scarcely visible, the cornice in the ground. Since then, tis centuries, and yet feels shorter than the day. I first surmised the horses' heads were towards eternity. What's End a poem. tippet? Beautiful. Uh, they they yeah. are types of uh, clothing. Mm. So only gossamer, my gown. So that's uh, it's, she's saying she's wearing a light fabric. And uh, my tippet only tulle. It's another type of uh, light fabric. Possibly, I think it's a hat of some description. A tippet is a a scarf or shawl. A shawl. There you go. Ah. She's wearing a light coat with with an an even lighter. uh, I thought gossamer was the stuff on moths. Yes, 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 yes. You can make a dress out of that, right? Surely. (laughs) Can make a dress out of that. I mean, I know, I know what tulle is, and I know what a gown is, and I know what gossamer is. Hmm. You know when you see words together and you're like, individually, yes. <laughs> it is something super fine and delicate, like a spider web or the material of a wedding veil. Uh, so she's that's jewel too. Okay. So she's in a, uh, riding in a, an open, presumably, carriage. Mm. It's going to be a bit nippy up there. It would be, but she's fine. Well, it's a very, very nice poem. So should we just go through this? So I've got um, this one, um, like words like that. Um, Gossamer and, and tip at all these things. So I have uh, broken it down a little bit more this time. But mm-hmm. uh, the first is, because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me. The carriage held but just ourselves and immortality. 
So I, cu- I couldn't stop Death, so he came for me. So Death personified, pulled up, and I got into his carriage. Yeah. I, I guess this is like, a, a, you, you sort of look at death in, in literature and sort of death in uh, like sort of fictional mediums. It's, it's that kind of some, sometimes people kind of have it as this like scary, ominous thing. Other people kind of have it as just like, well, a long lost friend. Other people just kind of have it as just like, you know, a force of nature that kind of comes your way. And others are like, you know, they're almost like a pal. And it's very interesting how people... I guess interpret death and what it is. Yeah, like some people are literally in the corner going, "No, yeah, not yeah, me." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, take someone else, the younger, <laughs> the youth. They have so much to Please. give away. There's so many of them. <laughs> but she says there was room enough for the two of us and eternal life. So they get into the carriage. Mm. We slowly drove. He knew no haste, and I had put away my labour and my leisure too for his civility. So we weren't in a rush. And I left my work and fun behind, comforted by death, being a welcoming guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's an, he's seems he's comforting just, for yeah. some reason. No, he's he's actually good. super chill. Yeah. Like, once you get I, to know him. Yeah, once you get to know him. Like, maybe it's because, like, we yeah. know each other and, like, he lets me ride in his car and stuff <laughs> with his friends. But, um, no, he's actually pretty chill. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people are scared by him and that's, 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 like, that's, that's fine. That's like, him. I get it. I yeah. get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess if you weren't, like... If you didn't know him like I do, mm. he would seem pretty scary. Yeah. But no, he's he's so nice. Yeah, like he's so nice, and he lets me ride in his car. There's like uh, uh, so I read a lot of comic books, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but there's like a uh, 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 one like an alternate future, which is like Earth X or Paradise X or whatever, and it's all set in like Marvel Universe, and like they've inadvertently or accidentally killed Death. Or cured death, as it were, so death doesn't come. And so they're like, oh, no, because there's, like, all the things where, where death is kind of a blessing. And so people have, like, you know, going through, like, any sort of accident or something like that where it's like, oh, no, death would have been real good here. Oh, no. We would have learned a lot and, like, it would have stopped that. So they have to try and cure death. But by, people are lingering. Yeah, so they have to cure death by, uh, it, uh, I think it was capturing entropy from memory and being like, now we have a kind of death. And that's pretty <laughs> neat. So. Uh, yeah, but I always think that kind of thing where it's like, oh yeah, again using other sort of like uh, fictional uh, uh, stories. I know Doctor Who did one with Torchwood where it was just like death didn't happen, um, and they, they really cooked the, like the, the landing there. But it's like it's an interesting sort of experiment in terms of like exploring a narrative of like, yeah, what happens when death doesn't? Yeah, exist? what does that mean? For, yeah, for everyone. Yeah, and so there was like the first episode was like scary because someone like just blows himself up with a bomb. And they go to investigate, and he's uh, just a mess, like a puddle. Oh, there's bits everywhere. Yeah, but he's looking. And so his eye is <laughs> oh, God. looking aware. And they're like, what happens if we clip this nerve or whatever? And they clip it. And he still is alive, and he's still doing stuff. And they're like, well, okay, this is interesting. And, yeah, but they really cook the end of that series. But that started real good. <laughs> Great. Must admit. To anyway. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So death, it's a comfort. <laughs> uh, Dickinson continues. We passed the school where children strove at recess in the ring. We passed the fields of gazing grain. We passed the setting sun. So we passed the school, a field, the sun started to set, you know, going through society. It's all nice. Is this, because um, I've, I've, I have only ever read bits of this poem, I guess, through memes. And I haven't read the whole thing, it turns <laughs> out. Um, so you've done you've done some research on this. Is this look sort of is this looking at the afterlife or the death process do you know because uh, my first reading of it is to sort of say oh this is looking at 
the process of death being a completely everlasting thing mm. and but it's the process toward death and dying that is eternal and I guess I have my own biases coming in of uh, when you conceptualise time as non-linear, so it's reading this as an everlasting moment of a thing that is an ending. <laughs> but what have you found? <laughs> well, the thing is just exploring death and then what happens when you die and then she says at the end, uh, you know, for et- eternity. Mm. So I guess you could say that that's just an everlasting moment or like, and we don't really know that it, does she just ride around mm. with death forever or do you go to another place? Or what is it? She says at the end, which we'll get to, that hundreds of years have passed by since. And mm. that she also says it feels like a day. So I'm like, ah, no more time that's, for her. I know, that's right. Non-linear. Does it, does, does it change how time passes? Mm. But then, obviously, a hundred centuries have passed in some way. She recognises that somehow. Mm. How does she know? <laughs> I'm guessing she's seeing, you know, buildings rise and fall. <laughs> Children's getting older by the day and then becoming young again. Time works all kinds of weird and death. That's right. And then she says, or rather he passed us. We're talking about the sun. Correction, actually, the sun passed us. The Jews drew quivering and chill for only gossamer my gown, my tippet only tulle. So my clothes were made of light materials. Oh, it's a bit chilly up there. The sunset, now I'm cold. Yeah. Like, I wish he would have given me my his jacket. Like, I would have liked that, but I'm obviously not going to ask because yeah. I'm, I'm pretty chill. But then also, could he have, like, come at a time when I was dressed more appropriately? Yeah. Well, I guess it's just a death and process of your body cooling down, right? Yeah. No, like, okay, if I'm being completely honest and, like, literally don't tell anyone, but I kind of... Like, I knew I'd be a bit cold, but I wanted to look cute. Fair enough. <laughs> and, you were ready to... And I was hoping, like, yeah, fine. I was hoping he would give me his jacket. And I was thinking that if I dress a little cold, he might give it to me and it would, like, be nice. And then it would, like, smell like him and stuff. And then, but, you know, it's it doesn't always work out and that's fine. Mm. I was just a bit cold. Just sitting there. <laughs> Death sitting there in his very comfy robe. You cold? <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> babe, why'd you just wear tulle? Oh, my God, he called me babe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we paused before a house that seemed a swelling of the ground. The roof was scarcely visible, the cornice in the ground. Rhyming ground with ground. Uh, Pitbull did that with Kodak recently, actually. Oh, yeah. Rhymed Kodak with Kodak. Did he uh, reference Dickinson when he, when he justified that rhyme? Um, I think if it's it was good enough implicit. for her, yeah. it's good enough for me. If was you... it well received? Oh, yeah, people are talking about it. Oh, that's good. Um. So she's saying that we paused, we saw a house, but it too was buried in the ground, even the roof. Is that her house? <clears throat> yeah, no information on the house there. Mm. I, just, I assume it's just about time passing. Mm. Or has there been a horrible accident? Oh, Natasha. A dead. sinkhole. Ah, right. Oh, yeah, she's looking back going, oh, that's ah, my house. That's I, I was in there. I was sleeping in my shawl, my tool. Yeah, I get it now. I was in the house. It fell in a sinkhole. (laughs) It's a big problem where we're from. That's how I'm here and why I'm cold because I was in bed. Blankets don't go to you. Go come with you when you go to heaven. I get it. Could it also be a passing a time thing? Like, oh my god, it was Earth all along. Like she comes over to her house and so much time's passed that the dust is built oh up and she's like... Death. You blew it up. You big idiot death. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Death. No. You literally said I would be home by midnight. My parents are going to kill me. <laughs> Maybe they did. 
death. <laughs> oh my god. We were late. You did that. Stop. No, I literally trusted you. This That's is your plan so, all along. That's so rude. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tricky <death. laughs> uh, she finally brings it home since then tis centuries and yet feels shorter than the day i first surmised the horse's heads were towards eternity yeah so like i've been in his house for like a few days like i can't even remember like when he picked me up and it's been really nice it genuinely has been so nice and like his housemates are really chill and they let me stay there and like i cooked for them Actually, and so they all really like me now. Mm. Um, anyway. Um, he doesn't even have a clock. <laughs> exactly. He is there for a while. A while. A while. I was going to open the windows, but then he said, stop. <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss share houses. <laughs> <laughs> So since then, hundreds of years have passed mm-hmm. by, but it feels less than a single day since I realised that death's horse-led carriage was headed towards eternity. Yeah. She realised she's dead forever? What is forever? Just going around in a circle. I mean, it feels like a long time, but honestly, <laughs> like, it's also really short. You know, I feel like I just came here yesterday because I'm having so much fun, but I can tell it has been a really long time. It's been like hundreds, hundreds of years. Because ants have come to get the pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, it has. Th- they have started taking bits of it away, which is like honestly cute because you mm. know, um, I think you know you need to feed the ants and other things eat ants. So we're kind of protecting because like if spiders eat ants and stuff, then we're protecting flies from getting in from leaving pizza out because the ants feed the spiders and the spiders. I kind of do want to go home. <laughs> Not going to lie, this isn't a lot. I get to watch a lot of things happen, but I don't get to participate. No, yeah, I, mean, I just want to be included in the events. I'm not allowed That'd to touch anything, nice. but I do have to buy the pizza. Yeah, so if you could include me yeah, in like, activities, could, I'd appreciate it. Like I, let's like, have, I just let's, think let's, I would be a good backup singer yeah, in the let's band. let's have a house meeting. <laughs> Death. Come on. So, mm. what do we think? Emily's fun. Does it make you want to die? <laughs> Does I mean, it make you want to die? Oh, my God. Well, okay. slow carriage. I'm chilly. <laughs> but she's not let's, planning to be worried about death. It yeah, seems like it's seems fine. Let's throw to the two people who uh, <laughs> had literary success with writing poems about death. <laughs> As experts, <laughs> as, as experts in this <laughs> field, um, no. Again, I think uh, uh, I was writing more uh, in their younger days. Yes, I think I would have. I, I think I did like a, a story about like um, like you know like using death as a sort of an old friend, as it were. And I think that's a kind of always. I've always liked that as an evocative image, as opposed to the kind of like you know skull and brimstone, and you're gonna get dragged to hell. You know, when it's like a nicer kind of like you know this is. What we you know doing? It's a, kind of a bit nicer. It's very very similar. I find to um, have you ever ever read any of Neil Gaiman's Sad, Sandman? Um, no. Yeah, like there's like a personification of death, and it's 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 always very nice. Uh, I really like like his version of um how he writes uh, that. And yeah, sort of again, that's sort of very evocative. I'm just kind of like ah, like an old friend. Here we are. Do you know if the naming conventions for poems was just like this and this is what everyone did or was it a choice? 
because the choice of naming the last poem I want to Lily's a cloud, I can see why people call it daffodils instead because it reflects a part of the story he moves away from, which, like, maybe it's just burying the lead. We've all been tricky before um, <laughs> for, for, for literacy reasons. Um, but this this being called Because I Could Not Stop for Death I think is nice. I think it is more celebratory, mm. you know. It's not, it's not saying... Yeah. I didn't want to die. She's. Like, well, I mean, ah, I, was, I was too busy to stop, or I didn't yeah, even really like, think about it. I forgot to stop for death. But uh, there he is. It's about going hard and then going home. And I think you know we've all been there, <laughs> <laughs> or at least will be eventually. Yeah, sometimes we go hard and then you have to go home, and it's and it's fine. You know, like you're out all night, you're having a sick one, and then someone's like, "We need to leave," and you're like, "Oh." Yeah, that's yeah. good. Bed would actually be lovely now, but you would not have thought of it yourself. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Mm. As, for, as for the title, I can't tell you. It may be a case of they just found these nearly yeah, 2,000 yeah, yeah. poems and were like, well, I don't really title any of these, so I guess we'll just go with the... Might be, yeah. Also, this is one of her unpublished ones. Yes. You think she knew she'd die? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's immortal now. The last laugh. All right, we've got one final poem to get through, and that is... Uh, an Australian classic here, Clancy of the Overflow. Yeah. Yeah, all right. What's an overflow? <laughs> well, when something overflows. Yeah, like right? a... Oh, I know what overflowing is. The overflow, I know yeah. the verb. I want to know the noun. Uh, well, you see, young cows. An overflow is like a stream, uh, <clears throat> like a spill, a spillover, like is it, spillover. We, is it? Yeah, uh, a flow Again. over the brim. <laughs> yep, of a receptacle. Truly, not looking for that. Uh huh. Yeah, know I, that. I Understand what, yeah, that. Yeah, yes. Understand. Yes. The verb and how the verb gets nouned. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness I have googled it. Uh, the title <laughs> you comes were faster from- <laughs> than Zamet, who was doing his best. I just clicked the word and said, "Look up." <laughs> And then he stared at the ceiling and waited for Dave. <laughs> uh, the overflow being the name of the sheep station where Clancy was working when they met. Well, there you go. Which we will talk about. Hang so on. It's by Hang ba- on, pardon. <laughs> pa- pardon it's the name what? of a sheep station. So they just called it the overflow. Oh. So it- Which will make sense when I read the poem. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's I'm a we'll, name for an overflow of we'll a meet, sheep. Oh, it's, it's just we'll the meet name Clancy. of a Yeah. And... Okay. Ocker it up. Zamet of Sans Pants Radio. Yes. That kind of thing. Uh, oh, like where he was born. Yeah. Yes. No, where, well, where well, I met him. Where, yeah. Inside the radio. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's a poem uh, written in eight or published in 1889. Mm. This is the, uh, the most modern of our poems yeah. today. Oh, um, this one's from the 80s. Cool. <laughs> by Banjo Patterson, first published in the Bulletin, an Australian news magazine. Andrew Barton Banjo Patterson was an Australian bush poet who was very famous in this country, you will say. Mm-hmm. Is that like Any a beat poet? Overseas listeners. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a bush ballad, bush song, or a bush poem is a style of poetry and folk music that depicts the life, character, and scenery of the Australian bush. And this is one of the most famous examples. Hmm. And, uh, yes, he's very well known here to any of our overseas listeners. His notable poems include Clancy of the Overflow, The Man from Snowy River, and Waltzing Matilda. Oh, that was him. Yeah. yeah. Did he play the banjo? I'd hope so. Well, no, uh, I'll get to his... T- his uh, Patterson's originally published his work in the Bulletin under the pseudonym The Banjo, adopted from the name of one of his favourite horses. 
He was named after a horse? He yeah. named himself after a horse. So it was sort of an And awful. after your own heart. Yeah. Yeah. Suited him for a while and then he came out and then people were like, oh, you're Banjo. Yeah. And it stuck. Uh, Banjo Patterson's image appears <laughs> so on... He would have had the conversation with someone, like the Facebook conversation, drop the the. <laughs> <laughs> Just Banjo. Banjo. I like it. <laughs> the Banjo was my horse. I'm Banjo. <laughs> please, please. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his image appears on our Australian $10 note, mm-hmm. along with an illustration inspired That's by the... That's him? Yeah. Blue boy. Yeah. Box of blueberries. And also an illustration inspired by the man from Snowy River. And did you know this? The poem itself is also written in microprint on the bill as a security feature. Ah! I did not know that. That's very cool. So I uh, I haven't seen cash in a long time no, at this I, point. I, but if I did have it, I would, I'd be getting yeah, it out. Nah, I think I only no. have a, a, a sneaky 50 on me. Oh, flex. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay. My mother gave it to me uh, when we had uh, a brunch, and I paid with card. And she's like, "Have a 50. Oh, thanks, mom. I'm th- nearly thirty-five, but I will definitely take that. 50. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Pineapples from mother. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. I have no shame. Yes, I need this. <laughs> she's paying out. <laughs> so this one uh, to make you all feel bad. This was written when he was just twenty-five years old. Oh, we don't. Well, I mean, Zamet won an award when he was sixteen, so true. So, and you were like the whole like published in like a book. So, oh, I, I wasn't. I wasn't published. I was merely commended. I, yeah, I, sorry, I, I bow before Zamet's yeah, superiority, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, I still have the certificate in my important documents <laughs> folder at home <laughs> under the awards tab. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> Oh, get yourself an important documents folder because you can just put an awards one in there. It feels great. You're like, ah, yes. Where am I? I do have an important document, but that has to make my birth certificate, marriage certificate. Oh, it's in there too. It's a big folder. Yeah, but I have no awards. Awards. Make an awards tab. I've I've actually got an award shelf. Uh, Empty at the moment. Oh, but (laughs) manifesting. Hey, did you know you can just go out and buy awards like little statues? What? Yeah, dude. Really? You can just buy whatever you want. Cool. Yeah. World's coolest guy. Yeah, yeah. And there's a guy bowling on top, and you're like, yes. <laughs> they just let you buy him. It's bonkers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can do whatever you want. No Hell one's yeah. stopping it. Well, the awards shelf just got a little heavier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is that an, a load bearing award <laughs> yeah. shelf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go out and buy the entire shop. <laughs> Uh, although for most of his life, Patterson lived and worked in Sydney, his poems mostly presented a highly romantic view of the bush and the iconic figure of the bushman. Yeah. And the liars, I guess. Was he? Did he fancy himself a bushman? Or was he like... I wish I was a bushman. Yeah. Well, actually, that is sort of the... The what, this, what the vibe of this poem. Okay. Uh, the character at the centre of Clancy of the Overflow makes an appearance in The Man from Stormy River, which oh. would come out a little later. Oh. So maybe I'll do that next time I do a poetry episode if I ever do one of these again. But I here we go. Great. I think it's good. <laughs> I'm having a good time. This one's slightly longer, so I'm thinking maybe we'll go through it together. Okay. All together? As in... At the same time we read it? <laughs> I mean, it's in... It's in That's not quite what I meant. Is it in some sort of, like, pentameter? Like, we can... I, I mean, wandered lonely as a cow. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm all meant... I'll, I'll read through the first stanza. Mm-hmm. We'll have a pause, have a chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, th- this one also... It's, it's pretty easy to follow, but there are a couple of uh, Australian things, maybe. So I'll... 
for any overseas people, I'll uh, point out what those are. So, this is Clancy of the Overflow, Banjo Patterson. I had written... <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I, do I don't it. want I to be so rude. I thought you were about to comment something. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I, was, I didn't want I to was, cut you off. I was joking about That's going very to funny. shadow you and your. I'm so sorry. But I thought, oh, Cass has got something really interesting to say. I don't want oh, to be, no, don't the be opposite. that guy that ruins it by, to- by talking over you with poetry. <laughs> You're too kind. I'm too rude. Please. No, it's a very funny bit. I just didn't get it. I apologize. <laughs> so this is it. Feel free to do it again. (laughs) I had written him a letter, which I had, for want of better knowledge, sent to where I met him down the Lachlan years ago. He was shearing when I knew him, so I sent the letter to him, just on spec, addressed as follows, Clancy of the Overflow. Love the flow of this poem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit, oh, it lines up here a bit, oh, not so much there, yeah. Yeah. I really like it. Love close rhymes, love, that's not what I meant. I've forgotten all my poetry lingo. Sounds pretty. Good sound. Yeah. Rhythm good. Sometimes rhymes close, sometimes rhymes far away. Use 50 cent words. While these people are using their $10 words, we're here with change. Hey. And change is what you want to see in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shrapnel. Shrapnel analysis. (laughs) (laughs) So with this one, a man in an office writes a letter to a man he Mm -hmm. met years ago, a sheep shearer. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't know exactly where to find him, so he just addresses the letter to Clancy of the Overflow. Okay. The post you'll know. Sends out exactly. How many people were in Australia in 1889? Not many. Like 20? Yeah, we were were just weans then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we weren't (laughs) getting letters. (laughs) Uh, Bandra continues. And an answer came directed in a writing unexpected. And I think the same was written with a thumbnail dipped in tar. Twas his shearing mate who wrote it. And verbatim, I will quote it. Clancy's gone to Queensland droving, and we don't know where he are. Oh, that's oh, nice. Um, Ariana Grande did a rhyme like this. Yeah. Um, she said, now that I've become who I really are. Oh, that's good stuff. Do you reckon she was inspired by the best? Yeah. AB? Mm, I think so. Yeah. If I was a betting man, yes. And My greatest you? influence... Andrew Patterson. And we're like, we know. Second only to Henry Lawson. <laughs> so he sends this letter out into the ether, basically. Unexpectedly, the author gets a reply and it says, sorry, Clancy's gone to Queensland, mm. another state. Yeah. And uh, droving, when he says he's gone droving, that's moving livestock like sheep or cattle mm. over long distances. Did they say this letter was written by someone just like dipping their, dipping their nail? And so, thumbnail dipped and in tar. Thumbnail so specific and yuck. Like, I feel like if I could do a better job with my pointer. Well, like, I think, yeah, I, I think I definitely point, could. I'd pointer if I was having to write with my finger. Yep. Yeah, same. But thumbnail, like, oh, but, okay, maybe, okay, so you know when you make a fist to punch someone uh-huh. um, and then pretend like you're punching the paper and then just, like, rotate your thumb out a little bit. What if you hold? So, like, oh, so you're getting the uh, the support of your hand. Yeah. Or what What if I may, like, you know, hey, like, got your nose? Oh, like, like got, got your nose. Your nose oh, action. so you're, like, holding got a little Got your nub. nose, dip your yeah. nose in tar, use tar. So you have a little nub. And nose to write letter. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, 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 so yeah, maybe yeah. it wasn't, he, maybe he thinks it was thumbnail dipped in tar, but it was nephew nose dipped in Is, tar. And it would be difficult to tell what finger, unless he's done some sort of writing analysis, what finger they've 100%. used. 100%. Maybe this is – so this is another thing um, being able – because so many people have, like I was saying before, people are analysing song lyrics and things like that. 
and doing a lot more close analysis of celebrities. But because we now have social media, sometimes the celebrities respond and they'll say things like, I love that you think that, but no. <laughs> um, there was one recently I watched this really short interview with, again, Ariana Grande. Because, In um, Euro, yeah. <laughs> she'd posted a, like a, she'd released an album and on the front cover her album had an earring. She was wearing an earring and you could see it. And so when she did the, did the hashtag for the album, you know how you can get like a little emoji or a little custom image? She did the flower that was on her ear because mm-hmm. she was like, oh, that's cute. And then people started writing analysis of, or analyses of what they thought the flower meant. They're like, it's rebirth, it's this, it's this kind of flower, which symbolizes this, this, and the other thing. And she was like, it was my earring. She's like, I love that you thought that. Oh, thank you, but like, no. <laughs> she's like, it was just an earring, but I, I love that this is the analysis we're getting. <laughs> Let's say yes. Yes, you could have and, just been like, you're all correct. Yeah. And, and I've seen that of like other artists too, artists too, where they will make something and then people will analyze it. They're like, I love what this means to you. Yeah, no wrong answers. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's- Except the hate crime you just committed. No. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a wrong that. answer. No. You really, really cooked that. You're allowed to distance yourself from that. <laughs> really, you should. Yeah. Uh, Bandra continues, in my wild erratic fancy vision... In my wild erratic fancy visions come to me of Clancy, gone a droving down the Cooper, where the western drovers go. As the stock are slowly stringing, Clancy rides behind them singing. For the drover's life has pleasures that the, the, that the townsfolk never know. So the author imagines God. the fun Clancy must be having, oh singing as he's driving his herd along, out in the beautiful he bush. loves it. That's great. Oh, and- Here I am, stuck in an office, while Clancy's out there, Driving away. That's oh. such a thing you do, though. Like, if you idolize someone or you really like someone or you, you already have in your mind that mm-hmm. someone has so much fun and the best time, they do something, you're like, man, that sounds great. Mm. And it's like, would you have fun if you do it? No. no. <laughs> no. Like, I, 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 like, yeah, romanticize office work because I've never, you know, been an office worker. And I'm like, man, it must be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the answer is no, it's not. <laughs> I've had so many people being like, no, it sucks. And I'm like, I guess, but what if? It's a Tell bit, me about the office drama. It's a bit fun, but this is coming from someone who did it for like, oh, nearly a year <laughs> and then was like, I will be doing podcasting. Thank you. <laughs> this job actually makes me sad. No, it was, it was a really good job and mm. I do miss aspects of office life, but um, I was like, wait, this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I stopped. You've become a drover since, yes? Yeah. Um, I went where all the Western drovers go. Mm. Fantastic. Um, that's, and that's and now I know place. the pleasures that the townsfolk don't know about. Yeah. That's right. Um, you're at, you're oh, at my God. Are we, are we Clancy? <gasps> are we Clancy's? <laughs> are we Clancy's? I thought I was a Samantha, but I'm glad to know I'm a Clancy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not a Clancy. <laughs> <laughs> These hands, they ain't done no droving. Oh, yeah. So soft. Never worked a day in his life. <laughs> Look at these hands. Oh, God. Softest boys. <laughs> no friction on that man. I know. Wow. None. <laughs> Rubbing two pieces of silk together over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he continues, and the bush hath friends to meet him, and their kindly voices greet him, in the murmur of the breezes and the river on its bars, and he sees the vision splendid of the sunlit plains extended, and at night the wondrous glory of the everlasting stars. So th- and now he's thinking about the drover. He hangs out, he meets up with his friends, he's hanging out in the sun, he gets to sleep under the stars. What a life it must be out there, he's saying. Mm. To be fair, sleeping under the stars goes pretty hard. Pretty sick. Um, if you're out of the, you know, once you get out of the city, yeah, but you can actually see them properly. But yeah. if you're doing it night after night, 
Mm. How many nights enough? Oh, never. Well, Banjo continues, I'm afraid it's it's not very nice where, there's a, where the, the rider is. I'm sitting in my dingy little office where a stingy ray of sunlight struggles feebly down between the houses tall. And the fetid air and gritty of the dusty, dirty city through the open windows floating spreads its foulness over all. See? He's just romanticising Droven. Why, why don't romanticise yes, office? Best, this is he country mouse, city mouse. It is country mouse, city mouse. He should, he, should, he should get a letter from you being like, you in your office with the drama and the glory. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, what do you mean you have dirt under your fingernails? What are you, what are you talking about? You have, a, you have a place where you can just go to the bathroom in private? You don't, not in a bush? His hands you don't smooth have and silky and his coffee piping hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm afraid it only gets worse for this poor guy. And in place of lowing cattle, I can hear the fiendish rattle of the tramways and the buses making hurry down the street. And the language uninviting of the gutter children fighting comes fitfully and faintly through the ceaseless tramp of feet. I do like gutter children. That's a good phrase. That is good. That is, good. Uh, that is gutter children. Ugh. Language uninviting of gutter children. Fighting. That's a good line. Mm. So instead of nature, all he's hearing is trams and buses and kids and endless crowds. It sounds like a nightmare. Well, again, let's look at it from the other perspective. Let's make Banjo feel a little better. The country guy could be sitting there being like, ah, oh, to be amongst the innovation and away from cattle station. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Here I am alone with my thoughts. <laughs> to hear children and voices. <laughs> the hustle and the bustle. Well, he hates the hustle and the hurrying people daunt me and their pallid faces haunt me as they shoulder one another in their rush and nervous haste with their eager eyes and greedy and their stunted forms and weedy. For townsfolk have no time to grow. They have no time to waste. Constantly on the move, these people. The yeah. city folk only look out for number one, their greed and speed. Yeah. Right there. Just upset the author. Self-conscious a little bit now. Like I'm so sorry. I'm not. I'm not a man who who does things with his hands. I'm not a very handy man. I'm not very capable at that. Oh, you're stunted form and weedy. That's yeah, for sure. I, I, stunted form and weedy is a yeah, bit harsh. Sure, I, I, you know, I know what to do with a spreadsheet. I don't know what to do with a hammer. I get <laughs> it, but like, you know, we're all we're all God's children. We're all trying our best. We're all trying our best. Also, if I were to write a response letter. Mm. I'd probably be like, the cows, are, they all want to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> they suck. I'm alone. I have no one to talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. stars don't talk back. <laughs> the cows don't cut me slack. <laughs> <laughs> and he brings it all home with, and I somehow rather fancy that I'd like to change with Clancy. Like to take a turn at droving where the seasons come and go while he faced the round eternal of the cash book and the journal. But I doubt he'd suit the office, Clancy, of the overflow. So now he's because if it's like him imagining him swapping with Clancy, mm. but it's like you could go driving. You don't need. It's not a one in one out situation. Yeah, here. yeah. He could just go driving. Is he? Yeah. It, it sounds like that last line is very much like, oh, but I wouldn't because Clancy wouldn't like it, and he is <laughs> yeah. my. He is yeah. my. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> he does sound like he's got a little bit of a crush on Clancy, but also feels oh, like the way he talks is... about him. I have a no. Yeah. I have a crush on Clancy's life. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> when <laughs> it's, it's written almost... about in that manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But the reality of it is certainly, yeah. surely not that romantic. This, this is like the start of like Freaky Friday situation. <laughs> you think you have it hard? You get to go all, spend all this time 
time with those cows and the night sky. Oh, you think you have it hard. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not interpreting this as him being like, my life's hard and your life's easy. He's like, your life rules. He's like, the challenges of your life afford you great rewards. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry I said war war. (laughs) And I'm really thankful you let it slide, but I couldn't because, oh, I hated that. I've actually got a reward cabinet at home. (laughs) Empty at the moment, but I'm hoping to get one any day now. He's going to manifest. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our third and final 19th Mm. century poem. We had Wordsworth, Dickinson and Patterson. Usually I score them out of five, but it it feels that maybe... This week we could pick a favourite of, yeah. of the three of those nineteenth-century poems, all quite different, obviously. Mm-hmm. But was there one that really spoke to you, Cass? Um, I really liked this last one. I'd never read it before or even heard of it, um, but I really liked the structure of it. I love I love closer rhymes than usual. <laughs> than usual, <laughs> I oh, while I love dosi do dosi do make him kiss. Um, <laughs> this one was this one was lovely and fun and. Um, I'm just trying to look at the – is there a way to write out this structure? Because it's sort of – there's one line which would be A, but A is like AA. No, it does sort of change a bit as we go through, doesn't it? You yeah. Look, look through it. Yeah, it's not like um, he hasn't picked an exact structure and then followed it each, each way. But I agree with you that it's it's nice so, when you go, oh, that was a little rhyme there. So it's like bracket A, A, B <laughs> – Bracket A, A, B. <laughs> You're going to need a few letters. Mm. Mm. Like, sh, ooh, ah, sh, ooh, ah. <laughs> um, and I, I really liked it. I, I love, I really like perspective-based stuff. And I think, I mean, all of it's, mm. all of these poems are about thinking, which I do. So do you relate? You relate? Yeah, it's very relatable. I can, I can. Think Brain on, well. yeah, like thoughts off. Fair. <laughs> Walk that fine line. <laughs> but these people have really used the full extent of brain. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really like this. I love uh, perspective stuff. Where I love romanticizing things. I, I think it's really beautiful. So I guess the first poem and the last poem. Well, they all romanticize things. Yeah. Is that just poetry? Yeah. Have I just been like poetry is when you think about things and it sounds nice? Yeah, I basically that is romanticizing. Yes. 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 Um, um, I like it. Mm. I think it's good. <laughs> I think I think making someone look at someone in another mm. perspective or reframing something, especially uh, especially with the first poem and the last poem, and it's like something that is quite potentially mundane to some people. It makes yeah. you look at things in a different light. It makes you appreciate the now. Yeah, but it, it, I think if taking things away from this, it's like how would you write about your own life, or if you were trying to romanticize. So what someone else does. Or look, looking at this, you're like, oh, wow, this guy Clancy probably, you know, doesn't even remember this dude. But he's probably not thinking about his own life in that way. Mm, that's true. And I think it's great. I think we should all be romanticising everything because why not? What? Oh, it's going to – nothing bad will happen. It's literally just fun. <laughs> exactly. Have a good time. Yeah. That's it's, it. It's free and legal <laughs> and COVID safe, and which I think is a really important thing for this day and age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. <laughs> Zamdog, any uh, final thoughts, favourites, uh, uh, feelings? I think my, my favourite would be the, the Because I Could Not Stop for Death. I think I like that one a bit more. It resonated a bit more. Uh, I quite like that you one. You yourself wouldn't stop for death uh, or could, could not stop for death. Could. I was too busy. I had things to do. And I'll, what? We're here? Oh, all right. Uh, but I think I like that again. It's that kind of um, 
there is so much in sort of media and so much in in, in cash just spilt water all over herself. <laughs> really cooked that drinking, huh? Wow, you got to your shoulder. How? That's all right. I like before I got it in my eye and no one was like paying attention. It was really good. But, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's imp- how did you get it in your eye? I don't know. I was drinking out of a water bottle and I put it down and went splat it up <gasps> and like hit me in the eye and I was like, how did this happen? That does sometimes happen. I think it's the force of the water going down to force yeah. splash back up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still catching up with this drink. See, what's with this? The, well, what do you say? The mouth. The, the rim of the glass is quite wide. I don't think I could fit my whole mouth around it if I tried. Yes. God, I'm a oh poet and I didn't even realise. This is really rubbing off on you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really like uh, because I could not stop for death. Uh, I don't know if this is one of the like do, do, again uh, in terms of like looking at death as an old friend. Is that like a when did that sort of start? Because and when did death become that could more be quite a, interesting to look yeah. into? If this is very early on, or like perhaps on this or... is centuries, mm. millennia on. I don't yeah, know. I can't tell like, you. Humanity's relationship with death has always been very interesting. Um, yeah, was Emily the first one? To be like, what if death was hot? What if he's yeah. cool? What if he's hot and he lets me in his car? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like not wearing much, but I'm wearing enough. But <laughs> but I, I assume death as like a, a friend or an acquaintance would would have definitely been like yeah centuries and almost it like feels a millennia like it. old. It kind of feels oh, like yeah. a tale as old as time. Uh, but no, again, I, I like that as a sort of like a very uh, evocative, um, yes, romanticizing. I guess the mundane death is kind of mundane. It happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, one of the it's, it's few unifying fun. experiences. But it yeah. is, you know. I guess it can be mundane. I think. Well. Oh, you again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> another death, another dollar. I mean, you think about all the times you could have died. Yeah. Do you ever like have a close call in the car, and as you're driving home, you're like, "What if I'm dead and I didn't realize? Like, I have Ooh. to figure it out." No. No, I definitely have a, a close call and think, "Whoa, shit!" Yeah, <laughs> like, well, Whoa. three universes over. I am a pace. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think about pace universe. I'm just like, uh, what if I'm dead now and I haven't realised yet? Oh, this is pace universe. Yeah. yeah what? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Shit, I'm just paced. Oh, that's not good. Did you have a favourite? I think I agree with you. I like Clancy of the Overflow. I probably mm. didn't do a great reading there. I do apologise to if you are a. Uh, a banjo head. Yes, a bon vivant of poetry or some such. I um, I uh, was doing my best, but even I was discovering how to say it as I was reading. Going, oh, that's mm. that's nice. It, mm. It's fun to say out loud. It's yeah. fun to hear. I um, mm. I enjoyed the story. Yeah. So I, oh, that would probably be my favourite. But I didn't enjoy in, enjoy them all. Mm. I think that this was a fun time. It was a fun I time. really yeah, enjoyed it. Maybe I, poetry treat could be a thing that I throw in there every now and then. Ooh, but let me know at home Ooh. if you if you enjoyed this. Uh, Structure of episode. Yes, yes, yes. Let's oh, get, yes. if you enjoyed the no, no structure is the same word. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the architecture of this episode. Yeah, well, because poems have structure. The a B A B C. C. No, it is a structure. Dave said it at the top end. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, no, I had a, I had a good time. So um. And also, now I can open up, if you would like to suggest a poem, you can do that. There's a link in the description of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually suggest a, a book or play, is what I've shouted out to before, but now, get a poem in yeah. there. That would be yeah. really cool. So some of you better be just like slamming out William Blake right now. 
and get yep. me back on for that. Someone should be finding Zamet's published work. Oh, that would no. be cool. It's published. That would be cool. I'm a look. <laughs> <laughs> well, why Zamet looks that up? Cass Page, thank you so much for joining us yes again. Thank you in so, so much for having me. I always have a wonderful time. And today I love having you here. Of course, uh, you're, no, you live on every week where, where I refer to myself as the book chook. <gasps> that was your yes! that was your creation. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. Uh, but people can hear you uh, every week. Yes, doing pods get the, you in their ears. I should want to say yeah. <laughs> get you in their ears. No, they get you in their ears. How can they uh, find your podcast? Well, if you head to sanspantsradio.com, um, I mean, I think you can just search by host and search cast page in there, and then it comes up with everything I'm on. But um, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, I've got I'm on D and D is for nerds. Um, if you like to have no thoughts and have new thoughts in your head. We do a one called Shut Up a Second where we talk so you don't have to think. So, <laughs> I love that tagline. I used, to, um, I used to listen to before I went on the show, I used to listen to it every night to fall asleep to. Um, and so do you still do that now you hear your own voice on there? Uh, no, but I have fallen asleep during recording before because <laughs> I have loved myself. <laughs> um, and uh, we're also bringing back uh, Why Am I Sad This Year, yeah. which is exactly what it sounds like, but it's funny. Very, very cool. And uh, Zam, have you had any luck finding your published works? No, I... I the com- I, I, complete I, works. The complete <laughs> works of it, Joel Zammett. But I know I have definitely found it online before, which is terrifying. Oh, wow. Uh, so, so yeah. I think I had to search for my, like, the, 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 the name of the thing that was printed in and the year it was published, and I'm not giving that away oh, at all. Like a treasure hunt now. <laughs> we can also hear you on a bunch of the Sam Spans uh, yes. uh, podcasts. Is there any that you're on that Cass hasn't mentioned? Uh, I am in Plumbing the Death Star. I'm in Baseless Spec. I am in Thumb Cramps, Super Gym Friends, and <laughs> Why Am I Sad? Why Am I Sad and with Dean, Cass and, and Dean Dean is for, for Nerds. Nerds, also with Cass. Yes. So um, listen out for the, all of oh, those shows. And just, if you want to throw some money at us, we have too many shows on uh, 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 Sans Pants Plus. Oh, yeah, we got more. Yeah, yeah, we got, yeah. How many do you want? How many if you, want? You, yeah, want, you, if want you, you want shows with the hipster? You want, a, you want a show about spooks? We got a show about bloody spooks. Oh, I should spooks. You want to speculate on a spook? We got. Um, yeah, I had to do something for work the other day and um, count the podcasts, and I couldn't do it by sight. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to do. You had to get I, a graphics calculator. I had to do times tables by the grid on the website. It's like forty something. <laughs> so we got lots. Of- oh yeah, we got it. Those are the shows that we're in. We are in there. Yeah, Sans Pants Radio as a as a whole has too many shows on that network. But they can listen to all of those too many shows at sanspantsradio.com. They yeah. sure can. Oh, Fantastic. If, if you liked us as a, a, a unit, we're on thumb cramps this week together. <laughs> we are, Cass. Reviews a, sure reviews a game. You sure review a game. I do. I'm mm. good at it. Oh, great. It's a treat for the listener. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a real treat for me listening to you and, of course, the listeners at home. So I really, really appreciate you being here. here. It's always a pleasure being Red Poetry out. Oh, my God. This is like a serenade. (laughs) Yeah, these are all dedicated to you. Especially the death one. Oh, my God. God. Death's hot. (laughs) Well, usually I yell uh, books forever at the end of this, but I think I'm going to yell thank you so much for listening. And let me just say poetry forever. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.